Welcome to Inspirational Crits, the game of D&D where I make my players and my friends, well, they're the same thing, curse or cry by rolling dice. A couple announcements to get out of the way before we start playing. Uh, There has been, and it's been in the works, honestly, for uh, the past, like, month or so, uh, Eddie will no longer be playing with us as Okta uh, due to personal life reasons. Uh, he had to leave the show, and we, I, we had already talked about this previously. About uh, I got his blessing, his consent to recast Ak- Okta because she's kind of an integral part of the story. Uh, so we now have our good friend Zach will be playing. The role of Okta. Hello, I am Zach. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know if I have much more to say other than that for right now. Uh, but uh, I, I really appreciate you guys having me on. Nailed it. Got it in one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good oh, job. Sweet. Just let me know in post when you've me. edited this. That Abby is over here dying. <laughs> and cut. Yeah scene and also um due to storm circumstances i am playing over at abby's house due to storm reasons due to storm reasons (laughs) the last time that we played the party continued their search of the ruined manor and found a letter that revealed that nathaniel revealed nathaniel as oleander's sister some people off a little bit rightfully so uh, then they freed Oleander's child from the secret room, triggering the repetitive haunt. Once it was over, and the mother was reunited with her child, the Whites and Hemlot attacked, but not before a new spirit emerged from the Pyre Mall. Once Hemlot was defeated, the remaining Whites disappeared, and the group laid the bodies that they had found to rest. Gaining the thanks of the groundskeeper returning to neverwinter and the last the last place they confronted nathaniel and alistair about deceiving them only to find out that the two men appeared equally surprised as they had been with this news and they were also a bit shocked nathaniel almost lost consciousness with the promise to be more careful about what they ask of people Nathaniel and Alistair bid the group a good night, giving them their items that they had promised, and Saleya now has Cabal's ruin. The party returned to Cloudspire Manor for a well-deserved rest, but Victor was visited by Thalia in his dreams, where she gave him a very generous offer. I... Is Sol- or sorry, is Thalia an elf? She is. She appears as a drow. Hmm. I have made a mistake on my level. Oh, that's fine. Um, are we coming in still within that dream state, or the no. next morning? Okay. The next morning, you all <clears throat> wake up well rested. And to the smell of breakfast, which I'm sure Yarkers probably helped make. Yes. Mm-hmm. As it's he did. Quiche. Oh, quiche. 
You're going fancy this morning. The day is yours. Everybody eat up! Just oh, to be clear, God. I don't know what Cabal's does yet, right? Um, I, uh, well, if you wanted to do any identification of any items that you found, I'm assuming that Charlie uh, cast Identify on her little globe that she found. Ooh. And we had that weird poison as well that we wanted to look at. Ah, uh, yes. Weird Charlie immediately poison. runs to Victor when she figures out what her drift order is and goes, look, 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 look. And, and she, she makes, makes it float and glow. And she's like, look what I can do. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Victor claps and says, that is very cool. Uh, Victor also looks very out of it. I made breakfast pie. Victor eats I way too much. love that. Too much. Oh, we should have pie today. What pie do we want? Breakfast pie. <laughs> yeah, but we have to have dessert pie. Oh. We have dessert pie and breakfast pie. This I will is figure combination. out. I will figure out what what dessert pie we have while we eat. Oh. Dumbass me. I can identify the damn thing. Really I forgot I had thing? this shit. So uh, we got it. You also right. you also um identified the other potion that you found that you were like, this is probably poison. Yeah. And I would like to also identify I'm sure that Solteria um also identifies her cape. Okay. So the potions that you guys thought were potions of healing is actually a potion as are actually potions of healing. The potion that you were like, I don't know what that is. It looks weird. Uh, when you identify it, it is an oil of etherealness. What does that mean? You can look it up. I just wanted to know what ethereal is. And then, Reading um, is hard. Here is what your Cabal's Ruin does right now. Turns me into an eternal god of hellfire. Yeah. No, it doesn't. <laughs> I'll just I'll read I'll read it out loud. So Cabal's Ruin has four charges and regains one d four expended mm. charges daily at dawn. When the wearer is targeted by an enemy spell, they can use their reaction to have the cloak swallow part of the spell, gaining a number of charges equal to the spell level of the triggering spell. The wearer is still subject to whatever effects the spell would normally inflict on them. The ability cannot be used again until they finish a short or long rest. And when the wearer hits with an attack, they can expend a chosen number of charges from the cloak, which deal an additional 1d6 lightning damage per charge expended on one of the targets of that attack. Oh. Ooh. Okay. So it, it has four and regains one D4, but it can it exceed four? No. Oh, okay. And also keep in mind that if you can use this, you can expend the charges on like an AoE, but it only affects one person in that AoE. Okay. Hey, so that's... for your Salaya specials. Do does it break if I expend them all? No. Okay, good. Awesome. So it is so a legendary ancient artifact. Ooh. Okay. I can dig. Let me just put that in the uh Does that require attunement? Yes. Oh yes it does. Okay. So I think that's my third attuned item then. Uh yeah, I think. Hold on. It goes with my Let necklace me... of adaptation and my bracers of defense. Yeah, because I think you Let's see, Soleya. Yeah, because you got rid of something. Yeah, I got yeah. rid of, uh, I can't remember. You said the, the goggles of... don't require attunement, right? Uh, 
the goggles of night I have under Soteria. Oh no, object reading. Oh, goggles of object reading. Who do I have that under? Hmm. And if they do, anybody want some goggles? <laughs> I'm not sure if they do or not. <laughs> Requires attunement. Okay. Who wants some goggles? What are they called again? Goggles of object reading. Uh, they can be used to cast identify once a day. Uh, additionally, when you're wearing them, they have an advantage on arcana checks made to learn information about an object or creature. Sure. <laughs> All right, let me copy that and put it in because I think you need to add it as a custom item, or at least I did. Yeah. I was gonna say, I was gonna say, Octa probably does not have a whole lot of of custom or of attunement items right now, so Octa, that, that seems Octa like a good has, fit. Octa, I believe, has one attunement item yeah. right now. Yeah, yeah. I'll take, I'll take stuff. Also, uh, just so I have a better understanding, of, are we in a, just in terms of, like, literally where we are, are we in, like, a inn? You, you guys right now are in the Cloudspire Manor, which is Soteria's ah, okay. family's home, Perfect. who Thank she you. just found out is her family, like, a, a week or two ago? Yeah, recently. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, it's a nice house. It's a manor. We're but, sleeping over. Do we do we all have separate rooms and everything? Uh it's not that big. Oh, okay. So like you're you're sharing beds, but yeah. um yeah, there's enough rooms. And there's enough beds for everybody to have a bed. <laughs> so you wake up. Yeah, y'all are uh I, I smell breakfast, I wake up, uh, and I have the worst headache I have ever had. Uh, just <laughs> absolutely awful brain hammering headache. And I stumble into the room and just pie. Would you what? say that Octa feels like a whole new person? Would you like me to heal you? I can do greater restoration. You look like you're in pain. Yes. Yeah, you okay there, Octa? It's it's um it's fine. Um Guys, did we go out, did we go this out? is weird. Yeah, we I'm out? uncomfortable. Did you go out, like drinking last night or something? Um nope. Did you guys go out drinking? I must have. No. That must be what happened. Slay so pulls out her bottle of whiskey and takes a sip. No. <laughs> I mean, we yeah, always go say, out to drink half the time. We bring it with us. Yeah. Trayvok <laughs> has the Ashbrook tankard in one hand and his newly recovered tankard in the other, and is just like, nope, plenty of drink here, and slams them both down with breakfast. I just look around at myself as I'm oh. picking up a piece of quiche. No, no alcohol since that one village. Trayvok, by the way, don't let me forget, I need... Uh, I have want of your services. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, Trayvok really just like with mouth full of quiche is like, uh, yeah, yeah, we'll talk <laughs> after breakfast. Yeah. And just continues downing food and pie and drink. Dr. Um, like is very gingerly putting food, some amount of quiche into her mouth, but it's not sitting very well. Victor is sharing basically 50-50 with uh, Artemis. That's not saying he's overfeeding Artemis. Victor is not eating a whole lot. I've made plenty. 
want that. It looks very good, Yard. Thank you. Charlie just turns her head. So I'm assuming she's sitting next to Victor. So she just cocks her head. Are you okay? Yeah, I, I'll, you know what? I will talk to you and Trayvok later about this. No offense to everyone else, but I'm trying to work some stuff through. I had a dream last night. She just, uh, Charlie reaches over and like pats his hand and then squeeze it. Okay. And she just smiles and then goes back to eating her, uh, breakfast pie. Yeah, I'll definitely say dreams are weird, bud. Although I don't think mine was a dream. I think it was a vision, but. Yeah, I, I understand. You gonna uh, you'll be all right. Wait, you had a vision last night? Not last night. When? Uh, when I went and visited the um, statue to my god, Bahamut, and touched it, I was presented with a vision. So hmm. Dragon Boy spoke to you. Dragon Man. That's what you should call it. But I doubt he would take take too kindly to be calling boy. Yes, yeah, Alea, it's Dragon Man. Fair enough. Dragon God? <laughs> Maybe. Who's, who said that? The Show Platinum some... One? Show some respect. Put some respect <laughs> on that boy. It was a vision of a tavern, and weird things were going on. I, I'm still trying to process that. Have you tried talking to your gods? I find that they actually are very nice and usually respond. Yeah, but they tend to res respond in very cryptic fucking ways. And I just cock my head over. I mean, yeah, to be fair, Charlie, didn't yours play music and then make a lake do something weird? I mean, yes. However, they told me exactly what I needed to hear which is that they have my back and that they're going to bring me home soon. Huh. Mine said I need to steal a sword. <laughs> I guess you're right. It did tell did me he... exactly what I needed to know. Did, did, he, did he really tell you to steal a sword? Retrieve a sword that is currently in the possession of another person. That's not a big line to, like, that's not a leap. <laughs> you do you, boo-boo. Alright, so you wake up, you have breakfast. Uh, I'm assuming y'all are heading out to Waterdeep. Is that where we're going? I was just going to say, Trayvok's in like a food coma right now, really has trouble remembering what we were doing before looking for this vestige. Pause. Um, Pause. I want everybody to know what Abby just did to me, okay? She looks, she's like, I say, I'm assuming you're going to Waterdeep. She swivels around in her chair, stares at me, looks down at her character sheet, then looks back up at me, smiles, and nods her head vigorously. I, I, she, I, <laughs> Trayvok remembers wanting to go to Waterdeep. Look, at the top of my character sheet, I have hometown, Watersheet Deep. Watersheet? So yeah. Waterdeep. Watersheet. Water I know that I'm from Waterdeep. <laughs> And so I had to look at my character sheet. Like, why does that name sound familiar? Oh, right. Waterdeep. Yes. yes. <laughs> because literally almost half the party is from that town. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I, who I, is who I am, uh, am from Waterdeep. Yeah, I'm I well aware. I can there in 10 minutes. I've seen you in Waterdeep. Um, Wait, is that I'm... the part of the Noble Houses? No. 
Okay, that's why I wouldn't know her. Octa was in the shadows. Oh, wait, I probably wouldn't know you then. Do you ever work with the yeah. Betanari family? No. Octa no. Okay. No. <laughs> no. Not a... Confidently, no. <laughs> you can confidently <laughs> say no. Yeah. Octa knows who the Vetsanari family mm. is because, like, it's a decently sizable, like, family in Waterdeep. So, like, you know who the Vetsanaris are, but you've never really seen yeah. them. Or... We're, like, assassin and poison brokers, and it's not really a big secret. Yeah, no, I, I, <laughs> I would have, I definitely would know of you. You, you are the fantasy world Stark Industries. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Look, I'm just saying if y'all did have secret identities. I can't pronounce that word. <laughs> if y'all did have secret identities, Victor would be the first one to break it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm Victor Vetinari. I mean, Viceroy Vitani. <laughs> Yeah, Charlie's great at secret identities. This is true. So, so at at the mention of Waterdeep, Trayvok's just going to lean over to uh, Salea and be like, "Do we have the?" And makes like, even though would not know what dialing a telephone looks like, like makes that kind of motion uh, to reference like the codes to to boop over there. Uh, yeah, I think I think I've got the the Stargate address. <laughs> yeah, you guys went there. Yeah, you have, I've, got the, I've got the gate address. You have yeah. the gate address to where exactly is the circle, Aaron? Uh, the whorehouse. There you go. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Soleil remembers that kind of shit. You are a paladin, sir. Let's see. The <laughs> only person, the the people who don't, who haven't been to Iovada's would be Me? Victor and Yarkris. <laughs> Victor and Yarkris have no idea who Iovana is. Oh, this so You're about to find out. I pull out a, I pull out a big. Would piece Victor of be familiar with her? With the whole. Give me, give me a history check. Okay. Let's see if you. Here's the thing. I don't. Twenty-two. What? What are these? Twenty-two. Wars, maybe. You have certainly heard of the lust of the dragon before. Oh, a boy. very prominent, very popular, well-run brothel. Oh, Look, it's it's good to know like it, it's business connections. Victor himself has never been there. Correct. <laughs> whether or not Ateus, whether true. or not Ateus, oh, yeah, true Ateus, yeah, yeah. Hey, look, look, he's the veterinary protectorate. Okay, he doesn't always want to go where he ends up going. <laughs> All right. So what are we doing? I pull out a piece of chalk and I start drawing on the ground. Just in the middle of that, the flare? That, that, that cleans up, right? Yeah, yeah, no, it like it like disappears when we teleport. I'm going to pull up Pecan. Which gives us what immunity for the day? Psychic, because I feel like me and Victor are about to be real traumatized. <laughs> <laughs> You can have resistance against emotional damage. Emotional, emotional damage. First yeah. side note: Didn't I send the paper bird to Eric, saying we we're going to Waterdeep? You did. Maybe oh, no. he'll be there. Aww. Oh no. 
Oh, by the way, uh, I told you guys Yarkers, a lot of crap is going down at Waterdeep. If I recall correctly, you only have one of a pair of rings, and during some downtime, we should absolutely finish that. By the way, yeah, I, I need more silver powder. I kind of oh, okay, trying okay. to save somebody. Well, that's. I right. think we could probably arrange for that at Waterdeep, as it's a major port. And me and Victor are both very friendly with most of the people that work in the, you know, community yeah. there. Soy is just doodling while you guys have this conversation. Because <laughs> well, I do have a, I did kind of craft a mold. I just mm -hmm. need something to fill it. That's the problem. That's fair. Okay. I <clears throat> just, just did not want to lose that plot thread. Uh, and they are definitely not complete. <laughs> No yeah, man. we actually had a whole discussion, uh, Trayvok, prior to you coming uh, to down to dinner that you may potentially right. know a guy that can help us message, arrange these. Mm, yes, yes, yes. Yes. <laughs> God, if this is dinner, we're having a late start. Breakfast, dinner, it's all the same. It just depends on how long you sleep during the day. Brenner. Done. This is like second breakfast, right before you know supper and lunch and brunch. You but eat a lot, don't you? We're oh. eating pie now, Actually, so it's wait. like dessert. Before we go, I would like to cast sending. That's Who are you fair. casting sending to? Father. Father. Hello, Father. Forgive me yeah. for I have sent. It's been two weeks. <laughs> no, Victor. Victor has verified with me that at the end of the, at the end of every day, if he ever has any spell slots left, he casts sending and talks to his father. That he mine was, very, was a joke. He was very <laughs> specific about yep. talking to his father. Dad, uh, we are coming home. We have a lot to talk about, and I have a few surprises for you. I will see you today. Uh, you get a response back. That's fantastic to hear. You'll be just in time. The annual Waterdeep Winter Gala is in two days. All right, everyone. Uh, I've at least secured a place for us to stay. What did he say? Hmm. We're going to a party in two days. Didn't say anything about friends. <laughs> party! Uh, he didn't say anything about friends. Oh no, That's father and I have an understanding. <laughs> father and I have an understanding. <laughs> Look, Victor is now the firstborn's privilege. He can do that shit. <laughs> I know, but hasn't right. sunk in yet that he's now the firstborn. Mm. Mm. Let that sink in. Anyway, we're going to Waterdeep. Yep. <laughs> All right, y'all in the circle. Bring yep. Bye, Centurion's <laughs> parents. <clears throat> yeah, they have. Taps her, taps her staff into the ground and activates the circle. Let's go. All right. So, as you cast the teleportation circle, and you teleport away with your friends, you reappear in a somewhat cramped kind of storage room it appears and you can hear faint music and the sound of merriment 
but it is very faint. Mm. Not very faint, but it's it's like muffled. Kind of like down a down a set of stairs. Like you, it sounds like it's coming from like above you. So there's like a floor and some dare some store. Oh my god, some doors between you and the noise. Just to be clear, we just used a teleportation circle, right? Yes. Uh, yep. Octa immediately doubles over and like looks like she's gonna hurl. She's like, "Oh God, that was." You, you okay there? You haven't done that before. Before? Yeah, we've used these a few times. You all right there? Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Oh. Okay. Maybe it's, I put uh, a little extra turbulence in that one. Yeah, it's... Uh, yeah, you should do better about that. Well, <laughs> I told you to put your seat backs and trade tables in the upright and locked position, but you didn't do it, did you? What does that mean? <laughs> oh, thank God. <laughs> I, grab a hold of, I grab a hold of Trayvok and pull him aside. Mm-hmm. Something seems off. Very, very off. Trayvok just does the, like, totally understands, yes, and then sort of catches on and uh, fumbles with the monocle. So I guess we're burning one of those already today. Uh, I'm assuming I see nothing, DM, right? Same old, same old Octa? Same old Octa. I'm going to walk, uh, or walking, I'm going to detect, I'm going to detect magic nonchalantly <laughs> yeah so so uh so Trayvok will look back at you and just give like a like it's mm. Doctor okay okay oh Trayvok before we get to my family's home um may I speak with you for a moment Absolutely. Maybe maybe not in this broom closet, but yeah, we can... We can <laughs> Everyone else leave the broom closet. Is it time to oh. leave the broom closet already? Are we all coming out of the closet? <laughs> Did years ago. <laughs> yes. Oh my god, um, this entire party is okay. prefer Preferably toward the bar. <laughs> is, um, is, there any, yeah. is there a straight character in this party? <laughs> Again... Victor is yeah. a giant question mark at this point, but he kicks open the door. <laughs> All right. Trayvok is currently unbuckling his tankards and headed toward the bar. Y'all can sure or not. Victor follows, and he pulls out one of his collapsible glasses. Or right. cups, I guess. <laughs> so you guys make your way out of this. You guys make your way out of this storage room and then find yourself in kind of like a basement. And make your way, finally found some, find some stairs. Make your way upstairs. You come out <clears throat> into this grand-looking area. You kind of like have to push past, push a curtain past. It's kind of like somebody like put up a curtain to kind of like hide this door, you know, out of sight, out of mind. And you see this grand open area with seating areas and tables a mixture between like tables and like little alcoves which is like cushions and pillows to sit on around like shorter tables and 
is kind of like this performance area in the center of the room. Kind of like a stage, like a little bit of a platform. And you see a group is up there performing, um, one of which appears to be um, the lead with the most energy, the most charisma, appears to be some, um, a wood elf. Uh, he's accompanied by a half-orc playing some kind of a drum, uh, along with another a tiefling playing a flute, while this wood elf is kind of like dancing around, smiling, very excited, very happy, playing a lute and singing along, singing music. Everybody in the audience seems to be having a great time. And also, there are a lot, uh, not a lot, but it's very quick to assume what this place of business is. Because the people that are lounging around are also escorted by scantily clad people. Men, women, all sorts of different races. Welcome to the Lust of the Dragon brothel. Is, is that Goliath around? <laughs> Give me a perception <laughs> check. That be awkward. I think I'm going to notice a Goliath, but okay. <laughs> nope, I don't notice shit. <laughs> you're just, you're like, you're trying to keep your composure. Like, I, I shouldn't be looking. I need blinders. I need blinders. Need bl yes. So Celia's like half keeping her eyes closed. Just like and, focus. Can forward. somebody cast blindness on me? Right. Hang on a minute. Must. Victor can wrap one of his. For once uh, in life. <laughs> Victor can wrap a scarf around her face. <laughs> no, it's okay. I'll be fine. I'll be fine. Um, where am I exactly? You are at a place that you shouldn't be, Paladin. Anyways. My favorite kind it, of hangout. That should worry you. Victor starts trying that to scope out a bar. Don't worry me. <laughs> Victor tries to scope out the bar. Uh, you do find a bar after a few minutes. Uh, it seems to be stocked with very high-end liquor and wines, meads, and ales being tended to uh, by a tabaxi, a male tabaxi, who swiftly walks over to you. What can I get ya? Uh, uh, what is your best mead and whiskey? Ah, I gotcha. And he, like, turns around and he starts, like, preparing your drinks and sets it on the counter. Be five silver for the two. Uh, I hand those over and I say, um, also... Whatever he would like. And I gesture towards Trayvok and also anything for the lady gestures towards Charlie. Says, hey everyone, or hey guys, I found the bar. Yeah. And uh, Charlie, who has reverted to her um Yeah, Charlie has reverted to her uh water deep um imagery, which is the nicer, elegant, uh upper class version of her normal self. Um mm -hmm. and her her dress will look more elegant and more um, royal or ladyish than her normal travel clothes. And Victor goes, <clears throat> ah, yes, there's the Charlie I know. You know, Victor just has a nostalgic smile. Real quick, um, whatever you'd like. Go ahead, sorry. Okay. Do I recognize anyone in this bar? Uh, give me a perception check. 
Oh, uh, 23. Oh, um, I would say with a 23, you haven't been back to Waterdeep in a long time. But you, you recognize one person back in the corner. You're not sure if they've noticed you or not, but you do recognize them. It is another tiefling. But you do, I'll say you don't recognize him. You don't recognize him as like, you can't remember, like, place him. But you recognize him by a tattoo on his upper arm that is revealed, that is showing. And you do recognize the marking of the Zentarum on his arm. So you don't recognize him as, like, who he is, but you do pick I him noticed, out. A, I noticed like, that at first. Mm -hmm, yeah. And you go, I should not let that person or anybody hanging around that person see me. Okay. Because you know that, you know, nobody leaves the Zentarum. I was going to say, do I have any tattoos? Octa, well, I'm... I'll leave it up to you if Octa would have any tattoos or not. She was part of the Zentarum for a long time, so it would be... I'll leave it up to you. I, I would say that she probably does, but probably keeps it hidden. Yeah. I would say Octa probably has hers in a spot that is easily hidden. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I just wander over the bar with everybody else and uh, I just uh, seltzer, water, something, <laughs> and, and just kind of keep rubbing my head. Uh, with that, Victor hands over a platinum piece to the, or holds up a platinum piece to the barkeep and he says, Excuse me, sir. Do you recognize me? No, I can't say that I recognize you, but you do look fancy. Uh, Victor holds up his, I guess technically not his, signet ring, and he says, do you recognize this? Can't say that I do. Okay, very good. Uh, I figure one platinum should pay for whatever me and my comrades drink, and also for your discretion. Understood? And he hands him the platinum. He takes the platinum. Not a problem. Just uh, this this lot around you, right? Yes. All right. It Trayvok. is now. <laughs> oh, go ahead. You're gonna do something with Trayvok. Yep. Trayvok. Would you be able or willing to craft something from gold coins? Um, sure. You melt it down. I guess we can make it, but it better be worth its weight in gold. Oh, it's worth much more than that to me. Well, friend, then you've got yourself a deal. And this is not at the bar, right? Oh, this is at the bar. Okay. Well, in in in, in that case, uh, both tankards in hand, uh, <laughs> Trayvok is just sort of like, tung, tung, like both of them on the bar, uh, tells the barkeep to fill it with something local, and uh, I'm going to look for a quiet place for Victor and I to sort of talk this over. Ready? All right. <laughs> it is at about this time that... Um, a woman comes down from upstairs uh, from another staircase nearby uh, kind of comes around enters the room, looks around is greeted by some people spots you all at the bar and immediately comes rushing over to you it is it is Yovana you, those of you who know her recognize her with her long blonde hair, fair skin, uh, dazzling green eyes, 
wearing yet another really tight, really revealing red dress with a slit all the way up to the hip. Yarkris mm. covers his eyes. Ma'am! <laughs> he comes running over to you. Oh, you should have told me this, that you were coming. I am so excited to see that you are here. Um, when, did you, when did you get here? Uh, just now. Oh. We just teleported in. Zaleia, have you found um, someone you're interested in yet? I'm pretty sure that, um... Uh, Soleil there... blushes, uh, like, no. Uh, I, I kind of got a thing now. I won't be partaking this time. Oh, you have found someone! Hopefully. Oh, that is so sweet. I am so happy for you. I hope it works out. Oh, and Charlie, it is so good to see you. You have new friends, though. Please, introduce me. Oh, where are my manners? Please, come. We shall sit down. And she leads you all over to, um, kind of like a private... Oh, so is there a private VIP area? Like a private VIP <laughs> booth area. Um, she kind of, like, takes you, like, up, like, this kind of, like, curved staircase into, like, a balcony that overlooks... Um, the performance area and like the open area below and um, she settles you all in super comfortable um, kind of like leans over the the balcony uh, Charlie will you please bring us some tea and you see uh, a young boy probably about the age of like 10 or 11 kind of like downstairs running around like kind of like doing busboy work and he like, glances up yes ma'am and he like goes and runs off to go make tea and she sits back down and goes so before we get into what it is that i got you here for please introduce me tell me what has been going on it's been a while uh tough hmm. okay. okay so and when did we last see you explain we've uh, done a lot the last time that you saw me uh, was when you were in Boulder's Gate. Wow, it's been a while then. After Charlie, you... you're the better storyteller. I mean, it's your job, right? Tell me who was with us at the point. Did we have the dragons at that time, or did they already leave us? Yes, of course. Dragon, dragon. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, so one of them is dead. dead. One of them is evil. We went to their town. We saved them from a succubus. We, we kind of destroyed it with dinosaurs. dinosaurs. Then yep. we left town. After sort of kind of promising to pay them and helping a little bit. Um, then we got Yarkris. He's a shiny dragon. Isn't he cool? This is Yarkris. Uh, Hello, Yarkris. Hi. You do not look like my typical patrons. I am not. <laughs> yeah. I don't know that the party's really patronage style much anymore. Some of us may. You are guests. Um, and then we... We've been to Secret Special Elf Island, and we saved them from werewolves and a bad elf. Um, but we don't talk about that super secret. Uh, and then we left there, and there was a we did a boat thing before that, and then that was cool. Um, true love happened; it was awesome. And then we we got we went to North, where it was cold, and there was winter forever and ever. And we stopped a bad cult, and then winter was going on forever, and now you have to sacrifice people, but that's, like, not our hashtag, not our problem. Um, what is the hashtag? I don't know. <laughs> I just heard the kids saying it, the youth. 
Um, um, and then I don't, I don't know what else we did. I think that was like the last major thing we did. I mean, uh, we, we, yeah, we, we helped some like city ghosts not be trapped anymore. That was that was cool. We yes. saved Victor on Elf Island. On Island. That's true. Yeah. On Elf Island, we picked up Victor, who is my friend. I mean, they're all my friends. Like oh, yes. Friend. Good news. I oh. We kind of saved my people. Oh, that is very good to hear. Including my, my brother. Hmm. My mom's dead. Oh. Well, <laughs> Less good I, news. Sorry to hear that. <laughs> she, she, like, at first, like, she's, like, raising her arms in victory, and then, like, it hits her that, oh, wait, mom's dead, and she's kind of like, oh, no. Victor <laughs> does an actual news. spit take at that. <laughs> good news. We're working on your banishment being lifted. It's half over. That is very good to hear. You don't um, happen to know a dragon named Hephaestus, do you? Huh? Worth a try. Hold on. DM, refresh my memory. Have I asked her about the drow? The drow? Thalia? I don't think so. You might have. I'm not really sure. Uh, Hephaestus. A red dragon. Yeah. Yeah, he is. He's, he's, like, really old. I heard he lives up north. Hmm. Is he last time? Please tell me we're not fighting, said Red Dragon. Uh, hopefully not. I cannot... I personally never seen him. I have heard of him. I know that he vanished during this Z-Spell fight. Well, apparently... Very. Apparently he's like the patron that like my family initially got our magical powers from, and I need to find him for some reason. Hmm. Just staring daggers into Saleya. Best of luck to you. Speaking yeah. of parents Yorkers, and... what the fuck is your problem? If it's the one you got your powers from, that's an ancient red dragon. Yeah! He's old. What's the problem? I gotta find the old bastard and talk to him. I gotta ask him some shit. At this point, it's a great worm. They're destroyers. <laughs> and? I gotta find him. What do you want from me? Some goddamn common sense. <laughs> from Saleya? Never. <laughs> anyway. Um, so Saleya raises a finger to the sky at God's comment. <laughs> speaking of parents and origins and all of that good sense, have I ever asked you um, if you've heard of a drow named Thalia? Thalia. The name does not ring a bell. I did not hear. Victor went visibly white from that name. Hmm. I'm not remembering anything as of right now, just a second. But if I remember anything, I would let you know. Okay, thanks. But, um, while I have you here, are you still all interested in taking a job? That depends on the job. We kind of got a lot going on right now. Jobs, that is. Just not all paid. It's not anything that is too time-sensitive. And at this point, uh, the little boy, Charlie, 
comes up the stairs and sets out tea for everybody. And um, kind of like nods and goes back down the stairs. And Iovana leans over the balcony one again. Lucan! And she like waves and the wood elf on the stage, he's like at right at the end of a performance and the song ends and she catches his attention. He looks up and she goes, I have some people that I would like you to meet. And he's like, all right. And he kind of like sets his loot off to the side. And why are you looking at me like that? Because because Charlie hopes this this lead her to other items that she's currently looking for that involves woods and forests. Lucan <laughs> Just because he's, he's a wood elf, that's racist. It is racist. That's why she's looking at you all weird. So this wood elf sets his loot down. Um the other the his friends continue to like play music. There's not really any vocals anymore. Um and he comes up the stairs and he goes these are your friends that you were telling me about, Iovana? Just yes, they are quite the capable adventurers. I think that they can help you with what you need. And he sits down, he goes, I certainly hope that you can. Have you lot ever been to the Feywild? Nope. Say that I have. But I'm apparently from there. You are from the Feywild? Yes. That is what I've been told. Uh, but you didn't hear that. I was gonna say, Tra- Trayvok just leans over his drink and, and, and sort of like stage whispers, allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> That's Trayvok. Allegedly. I like it. Picasso. Well, I'm not really sure how much I can pay you. I will pay. I will pay for it. Yovana um, can pay you whatever she wants to pay you. She's her own woman. She does what she wants. I have a search and rescue. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Not so much a search. I know where she is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Details, kid. Details. Yeah. Time is time is money, as I say. I have no. found the woman no. of my dreams. Oh boy. Wait, what? The love of my life. The woman of my dreams. The light of my life. But she's being held captive in a brothel. By her cousin? No. Yeah. In Caledonia, in in the Feywild. Sorry, we've already been through this routine with the love of her life being held captive by her cousin. So I just didn't know this was like a rinse and repeat with elf things. No. Yarkers takes a quick look around again. <laughs> but she she is an elf, an Aladrin. She's absolutely beautiful. Of course she is. Her name is Velifera. <laughs> Hold on, we gotta get this reaction away from Abby really quick. Okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm fine. What's mm-hmm. her name again? Velifera. Oh, she's beautiful and annoying. Um, <laughs> Abigail, contain yourself. I have questions. Right. I'll tell you off screen. Any... I don't have questions about that. I have questions. How are you held captive in a brothel? We are in one. We're not so... being held captive. I get the sense it's a different kind of establishment. 
She probably owed them a bunch sort of, of money, it. and they sold her for slavery and sex. And oh, he, now I have to go. Okay, you. Yeah. Here's the thing: Caledonia is a utopia. Doesn't sound like one. Except no. for just a few underground rings of bad apples. And I, you know what I like to do to bad apples, right? Here's the th slavery in Caledonia is outlawed, punishable by death. Upkept very well, very tightly. But I've the city so far. But people found managed to have loopholes. If you're working for three square meals a day and a roof over your head, and you don't say that it's slavery, and no, you're totally there of your own free will, they can't get you for it. So I need your help getting her out of there. Uh... Who's the name of this person talking to us right now? Lucan. Lucan, gotcha. I didn't recognize his name. <laughs> I have problems with loopholes, but okay. But it's not a massive time-intensive thing. I mean, she's only, you know, enslaved and being sold for sex. That's fine. Totally take her time. Got it. I mean, she has assured me that she's fine. I go and I check on her every once in a while. Bet you do. Wink, wink. <laughs> I do. <laughs> uh. Rolls eyes. And he, like, he, he definitely winks. Um, the sooner the better, obviously. But I understand if you have more pressing matters that, all right, that you have to attend to. Mm -hmm. And also there is the problem with getting to the Feywild. I was just going to ask that. Since you supposedly travel to and from to visit her. I do. There is... When it comes around, uh, there's a there's a tavern by the name of the Tangled Vine. Uh, it only pops up every once in a while when you least expect it. Uh, and, and it's always in the last place you look. Uh, no. I don't like that comment, Charlie. <laughs> Not really. Uh, but it does appear in a tree. It's a door in a tree. We've done that. Wait, what? And, uh... There's a whole bunch of people singing about Halloween. <laughs> it's, it's run by a man named Nyx. Is, um... What? Your brain tombs? It's a vault somewhere about a tree and a door. The Tangled Vine? The yes. Tangled Vine? That's because that's the place that you're supposed to be, that you're looking for. From who? You 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 said you went looking in Neverwinter for information about changelings, yeah. and the gnome uh, bartender told you find Nyx gotcha. in the Tangled Vine. <laughs> I'm like, I know this sounds familiar. <laughs> okay, Charlie just totally like nods like, ah, oh, yes, I have heard of that. But yeah, if it pops up, any secrets to find out where it would pop up or? Inklings or signs we should be looking for. Hang around trees a lot. 
party when you're a city dweller. Thanks, you've barely you been helpful. Smart Alec, and I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, don't you, like it. Yeah, yeah, we're supposed to help you save your wife, I and mean, some actual details would be helpful. I understand. Like, yeah. I, it, look, I don't know how the Tangled Vine works. I just know that every once in a while, the door pops up in a tree outside of towns when people need a break or, you know, just need to get away. Just a bit of um, diplomacy advice. I understand that that's a big ask and you don't have a whole lot of information. Sarcasm when asking for a favor that you're not paying for and it's on someone else's behalf. Not the most endearing trait, sir. My apologies. I meant no offense. Thank you. If we see uh, it... <clears throat> Sorry? God. No, God. If we see it, I wouldn't mind popping in for a drink, but it's up to the rest of the group what uh, we do from there. Um, yeah, I, I, as you can probably imagine, am definitely interested in um, attending this bar uh, that would potentially have ties to the Feywild. So once I get into this bar, what is the steps to get to the Feywild? Good sir, Lucan. And Trayvok sort of leans over at the tail of her sentence and goes, and whose heads are we cracking? I reach into my bag for a small slice of paper. Okay. I'll say, I'm... I write a note to... And I'm, I'm gonna hand it over to Victor. Okie dokie. Give me one second. You guys can continue your talk, but this is going to be a sideline. So, so we we find Nick at the bar. Is there like a code word? We just tell him we're looking for passage to the you can just tell him you're looking to get. Is there someone wild. we punch? Uh, no, you shouldn't have to punch anyone. Okay, so once once we get to the Feywild, who? Where are we going? You're going to look... You're looking for an underground brothel in Caledonia called the Tree's Shadow. Okay, so as people who have never been to Cal to the Feywild or Caledonia, how the hell do we find it? And I'm sorry, what was the name of the place? The Tree's Shadow. Tree's Shadow. Noted. Charlie's writing all of this down as he says it, by the way. So Charlie uh, doesn't need to write this down. She started in the last month. <laughs> That's breaking the fourth wall. Okay, so tree shadow. So if I poof to the Feywild, where's it going to pop me out? Uh, it really just depends on where Nyx can get you. Usually pretty relatively close to the city. It's surrounded by trees. Not in the city, because uh, it's a little like, you know, it's it's kind of rude to just like pop into the city and usually you have to like go through checkpoints. But it's an interesting, it's, it's like, he kind of like draws out this map and it's like this circular town with like these, uh, and I can like, um, I'll send you guys a picture of it later, but it has these roads that kind of like pinwheel through the city and these are the main streets just Caledonia is like a maze great stay on the main streets 
And I'm liking this plan more and more. You're going to want to go to the sketchier side. Uh, ah, the before... sketchier side of a utopia. Yeah, I, questions, checkpoints. You say checkpoints. How? What problems might we run into at these checkpoints? How do we pass them? As long as you're not, you know, smuggling anything. Well, I mean, we're essentially going to be smuggling your wife out. She's not my wife yet. I'm sorry. The girl of your dreams. Indeed. True love. And, Lucan, I have a question. Just by off chance. What's Victor kicks you under the table. Name? Her name is Bellafera. He already told us. Bellafera. My mind is my mind is blank. Sorry. No, you're good. I said she sounded pretty and annoying. Yeah, Victor still kicks you under the table. Okay. <laughs> Clink. <laughs> <laughs> Not you, Charlie. Be... You're Chris. <laughs> and I just look at oh. you and go, "How'd that feel?" <laughs> You're going to be looking yeah. for a street called Dark Turn Alley. Dark Turn Alley? Turn Alley? Not Nocturne Alley? Dark, Dark Turn Alley. Dodgy or, face. Or Ambush Way. I... Oh, that sounds, that Where sounds the hell are you sending us? This is just a couple of streets. The ghetto. These are the streets in Utopia, guys. Trust me, you yeah. will This is Waterdeep. We don't have Mugger's Way. Well, you call I this mean, place a also... utopia. This is the well. There's also Gem Street and Shimmering Road and mm -hmm. Bard's Boulevard. Mm -hmm. Great, great, great. Okay. Can I say so... that, Vic? Apparently, since you left, the hood crept in. So we get down Ambush Way and get mugged, and then what we do? You can ask anyone there that you're looking for the tree's shadow. Okay. You'll be able to find it from that. Okay. Once once we get her, how do we get out? Like, how do we come back? That is a good Am question. I hanging out by another fucking tree waiting for the tangled vine to show <laughs> Does it appear there too? And I just have to look, hope a tree produces Nyx, the look, door? Look, Nix is, Nix is a good friend of ours. I'm sure that he'll work something out with you. He's aware of the situation. He, he said runs. that he would help. Sorry, good. Harley. So, Lucan. Yes. What do you know about Changeling? Oh, quite a bit. Uh, they're from the Feywild. Uh, yeah, they knew that. Have... <laughs> <laughs> they... I don't know, like, their whole, like, history. But I, knew that... I do know they have their own individual community in Caledonia. Interesting. What is that called? Uh... Let the DM open her notebook again to um, the map of Caledonia, and um, she'll she'll tell you. There it is. Now I know we need information, Charlie, but you don't need to grill the poor boy. I'm just polite conversation with this guy. That was not polite. The <laughs> The Changeling community can find, be found mostly on Avondra's Avenue. Avondra? Avondra's Avenue. Just off the Ethereal Highway. And uh, how are Changelings perceived over there? Are they like a normal citizen? Are they lower? Yes, no. Uh, Caledonia is mostly uh, 
changelings, uh, Eladrin, pixies, fey, all sorts of kinds. Even a few centaurs. A lot of satyrs. Is there other changeling communities that's not in there? Caledonia? You want to try that again? Nope, I wrote down something. Caledonia. Caledonia, okay. Caledonia land. That's rude. I mean, they reside all over. Okay. Well, uh, I don't, can't speak for the party, but I can definitely tell you that uh, I I will look for doors in trees as we travel. Um, we do travel quite a bit, so there is hope that potentially we'll find a door in a tree someday. And if we do, I'm happy to take a part take part on this journey. Uh, understand, we may reach out to you via your head. To confirm, if we do find it, that she's actually still there before we go on this adventure and find out she's already been rescued. Of course, that's completely understandable. Thank you for whatever help you can give. Like I said, can't speak for the party, but I'm definitely willing to at least look into it. One last question. Who, Who runs the tree's shadow? Automatic name generator. <laughs> <laughs> or if not a name, an organization. No, it's a, it's a name. Okay. Uh, a good name. It's the namiest of names. Mm-hmm. Name name best best names. Yeah, and he, he the he has a name. It is it is a it is a good name. Is it Octa? It's it's Octa. No. (laughs) No, is it a certain dragonborn that we used to know who's a complete dick? Mm, No. Caught up on somebody that I used to know. Oh. That's why you have fantasy names. His his name is Dagian. Digging it? Dagian. Okay, I'm not using that name. I can't. I obviously can't say it. <laughs> That's about right. I obviously can't pronounce it, so I'm not using it. Right, so if we do find this door, then we're going to reach out to you and... Havis. Havis? Havis. Havis. Havis is a good name. Havis. So we have a target. Good. Yeah. In any case, yeah, we'll, it- we'll, we'll reach out to you, see if she's still there. Uh, so you'll get sending from probably May the word she's still there with a question mark. I have 22 words left after that, so it'll just be as much screaming as I can fill in with that. <laughs> I'm just giving you a heads up. That's fair. If you spell applesauce with just A's, you could call it... Ah! <laughs> that was really loud. It's mm-hmm. definitely getting cut out. In post. That was so funny. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry for what I caused there funny. now. Oh my god. Anyways, yeah. anyway, so uh, so Charlie uh, kind of over this conversation um from the get go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've all been sitting here questioning things, but but found useful information and excited with the prospect it looks up to victor and was like 
Um, did you want to stay and drink, or did we want to... Um, I did have one thing. It should be fairly quick, but I have a favor to ask Trayvok, and I feel like you two should know what happened last night. Okay. I'm going shopping. I was going to say, Trayvok still has, like, two-thirds of each tankard left and would like to not just leave this yeah. wonderful beer Vic behind. Victor's probably yeah. finished the whiskey and still has the mead. So, uh, Trayvok. Sorry, I assume we're not having this conversation in front of other people and have wandered off to a quiet corner to, to relax. Yeah, I'm assuming so. I was going to say, Victor hardly cares at this point. <laughs> At least for the first part, but yeah, we wander Fair. off. <laughs> um, so in any case, you figure up how many of these, and he pulls out a basically his coin sack, I guess, at this point. There's a lot. <laughs> uh, let me know how many gold coins you think it would take to create a collar and set of manacles from these. And any that you're able to save, you can keep. Uh, but very uh, specifically, sorry. No, God. Very specifically, I want the veterinary house crest on the exterior and interior of each piece. And I want you to try and think of a locking mechanism that could be pretty easily melted together. Okay. Uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> Are you gonna try and collar Thalia? No, there's some. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Mm -mm. Don't worry about it. So, so Trayvok just sort of sits there. He 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 knows what the rest of the party has been up to, and sort of sort of gives you an eye at this request. Um, and again, just just sort of reiterates that that's that's some very expensive, fancy work you've got in mind, but um. I'm not going to ask too many questions and just, you know, starts continuing to drink his, his ale. Well, let me know how many coins you think will be necessary. And okay, this DM, is... DM how many coins are necessary. I guess I, I could roll for that. I was gonna say, that's something that I'm going to have to like Google. Yeah. Is it a component for a spell? No, 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 no. We no. are literally melting gold coins to get liquid gold and casting it as the thing he wants to make. We're also no, going to need like... a forge. Um, yeah, so Trayvok I... would like to know if you happen to know of a forge uh, delicate enough for something like this. I feel like Victor probably would, but DM, what should I roll for that? Uh, I would say history. Uh, on that 20. On that twenty, yeah, there are plenty of places open say, in the I'm trades sure board. Jewel crafters around. Yeah. Here oh, somewhere. I guess I could. Specifying jewel crafters <laughs> get okay with me crafting like slavery equipment in their jewel forge. <laughs> uh, considering what's going on with Vic's family, probably. Don't ask questions. Don't yeah. your family has some yeah. strange friends, Vetinari. The veterinary uh, family yes. motto is don't ask questions, don't get in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how do you, how do you say that in Latin? <laughs> I'll look it up and I will. I want to mock at above table. I want to make a copy of the veterinary family crest and thank you for giving me the creed. Yeah, um, that's going to happen. Sure it's so funny, though, too. Like, don't ask questions, sure don't get in trouble. In Greek, they re respond with, this is Sparta. Uh. <laughs> the second part for Charlie and Trayvok. Exactly the same, 
last night, Thalia came to me. What? Who is this in, woman? Uh, in person? Oh, also, sorry, before we move on to that very important yeah. truth bomb, um, we're also going to need some uh, dimensions. You're looking for, for a larger set, a smaller set. What kind of individual are we trying to put into uh, into this? He looks a lot like me. Okay, well, I guess that'll make the measuring easier. Yeah. Continue. Who is this woman? A lot like... Hold on. We're not going to just graze over that. A lot like you or yeah. you? Charlie's, not me. Charlie's out of the room right now. Not me. No, I had Charlie come with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's No, no, no I mean... Oh, I meant Abby. Sorry. No. Abby is out of the room right now. A lot like. Not me. Yeah, hold on. Give me a second, guys. He's not collaring himself. Kinky. No, it's not collar. Yeah, but somebody's getting collared. <laughs> it's not you either. Calm down. Collar and manacles. So, like, this is not a... Not necessarily a kink thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I have an idea of what Charlie might want to say, but uh, she's not here, so I can't... Yeah. Abby! I'm fine with above tabling for a sec, but yeah, no, it... She's... <laughs> I think she's coming. I will say, actually, Trayvok, I mean, oh, okay. I don't know how much attention oh, Trayvok wants to pay, but, like, er, sorry? What? So she she went, had to go get dinner. Uh, like, I don't know where Trayvok's at with this, but if he paid attention, this is probably the second most serious he's ever seen, Vic. Okay. No. Very like, serious, Victor. Yeah, this is resolute. He doesn't have the crazy eyes right now. No, not crazy eyes. This is resolute, Victor. <laughs> resolute crazy, not crazy crazy. <laughs> noted, noted. Well, as long as we don't get another talking owl out of it, I think we can make this happen. <laughs> Victor. Yeah? Can we talk about this later? Yeah, absolutely. But to my next question, though. Who is Thalia? Well... I can tell you I don't know much about her. What I do know is, one, my parents said that that's the only tie they have to me in my past, is that something about Thalia being the person that brought me or something to them. Now, I can also say I don't know everybody else's past, but at some point on this journey, we found out that we have a tie all to her. Not, I can't say I'm surprised by that. It kind of almost feels like we're puppets now, not only to the gods, but it seems like Thalia's been messing with us for a while. Don't let your Chris hear that. <laughs> really quick, how how close am I to this conversation, or did you guys go to like the completely opposite end of the room? I mean, we I wouldn't think... have, like, kicked you away. This is more to get away from, in, in my yeah. viewpoint, this is more to get away from patrons, not necessarily gotcha. members of the group. You went to the back corner of the back oh, corner. Yeah. So, yeah. So, obviously, Acta's been pretty out of it, like, most of this morning. And you guys have mentioned Thalia a few times, but Thalia, again, is mentioned. And you just see her demeanor change, and she gets very... Uh, Narrowed-eyed. Octa? What do you know about Thalia? 
OMG, Octopus. You know where Thalia is. Wait, did you just say you know where she's at? No. Or you're asking if do, we know? Do we know where Thalia is? You do not know where she is located. You guys oh. have encountered her all over Faerun. Gotcha. I was going to say, we saw her pretty recently, and she kind of took a part of a body with her. Oh, that woman. The yeah. one I threatened. Mm-hmm. Look. And the one who threatened you back. Wait, why am I blanking on this? This was in okay. the cultist temple. Yeah, this oh, was... Oh, okay, yeah. Th this was the big guy that showed up to... Took the... Yeah body and we just kind of agreed that she could have it guys she's kind of an important person you should probably yeah, take note of when you talk to her she's like our main enemy <laughs> i'm sorry well, i am giving a fuck when she left me alone was the she's our main enemy in character or no uh yeah. no no okay. not no not not just, unless you want it to be <laughs> i have a question because i only know of her from this vision from the time that I gave her mic feedback through the Sending Stones, and when she stole some dude's head. Your feedback. Some chick's head. But yeah. I only know her from chick's head. That I remember. Is this all the information that we have about her? Well, she talked to you through a Sending Stone. Um, yes, and... And sorry, she took everything from me. <laughs> yeah, 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 I was gonna say, DM above table... Um, also, quote unquote, took everything from me. Correct, Trayvok remembers that. Yeah, I don't have the back of my character sheet. Yeah, Octa took. Uh, yeah, he uh, Thalia took everything from Trayvok. Took everything from Octa. Yeah. Uh, took a lot from Charlie. Victor is looking straight up shaken at this point. Look, I don't know what to make of this, and she made an offer to me last night. I don't know anything about her. Is she friend or foe or neither? What is she? I mean, we gave her a head. What do you expect? She's foe like as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, so <laughs> I, 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 the player, don't know if Trayvok has related this to the party before, so we're going to pretend that I have not. Um, yeah, She's kind of the whole reason I'm here. And Trayvok explains about, like, the murder of his dad and that, you know, some shadowy shit happened surrounding that. And we're pretty sure that the person who disappeared from the crime scene was, uh, Thalia. And Octo turns to, Octo turns to Victor and did you make the deal? No. Okay. Well, good. Not yet. You're still our friend. Not yet. <laughs> Victor, still looking yeah. shaken, takes a deep breath and sighs and kind of shakes it off. And uh, we're going to cast one more sending to Thalia. To Thalia. Fuck you, asshole. I don't need Helm. Why the fuck would I need you? I'll build that future, <laughs> and I will use your bones to lay the foundation. <laughs> I... Thinking she's not going to be intimidated, but no, I like it. <laughs> that kind of is Victor's whole stick at this point: is 
pissing off people enough to fight you. <laughs> <laughs> He's the fight promoter of the group. Okay, so you get a response. You're, you're our Don okay. King. I got a response. You get a response. So her response is, and I'm like counting words because it's like hard for me to do this in my head. <laughs> I, I, I got it. The fact that you're that angry means something. I'm sorry if I came across in an offensive manner. Oh no, she's polite! Victor's weakness! <laughs> uh -oh. We'll talk again soon. And she doesn't use the rest of her words. All which right. I think was only three. But she did come she did sound rather polite. Oh no. <laughs> My god, he's turning against us. <laughs> oh, that Maybe. would be the scariest outcome. Eh. Oh, a PvP final stand. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh Maybe. Anyway, <laughs> let's. I'm gonna bring you guys. No. So, are you leaving? What are you leaving, Iovanas? Are you leaving the lust? Of the I am. Nothing else there. Yeah. Yarkris right. is leaving. Definitely. He's as you guys are, as you guys are leaving, Iovana bids you farewell, and you know, Lucan is already back performing, <clears> and <throat> she tells you how to get out to the front door, and as you go down this uh, staircase into like the front foyer entryway you see kind of like a reception area with some couches and a few chairs and a coffee table and then against one wall um which those of you who have, have been to a lust of the dragon before because it's like she has multiple buildings across Faerun, the sword coast you see a wall of portraits and each portrait has a candle or two lit next to the person's face along with a small scroll that you can pull out underneath each of their face the picture of their faces uh some of the candles are lit uh some of the candles are there's blue there's red there's purple and then there are black candles some of them are lit some of them are not uh but you make your way down through this front foyer area and out into the streets. Before they go out to the streets, Charlie kind of pauses for a second and like takes a really deep breath because this is the first time she's stepping back into Waterdeep since she left. Um, and she like, not left on a bad note, but like left never thinking she was going to come back into this environment, this town and be part of that class again and so she kind of just like <sighs> takes a big deep breath and collects herself before she puts on her mask of charlotte charlotte um but before we head out do we notice any discernible pattern in what candles are lit on the portraits uh, no, there doesn't seem to be, like, a rhyme or reason or a pattern or anything. You, you can ask any of your friends who have been here before what it means. Mm. 
Gotcha. Yeah. So Leia yeah. knows personally. It uh, means. I know, I know what? Sorry. You know what the candles mean. Oh. It means what they're willing to do and what they're looking for. If you ask, Saleya and the others who have been here before can explain to you that the candles represent the... They're in uh, use. They're not in use, no. No, if a candle is not lit, they're not currently working. If gotcha. a candle is lit, so like, blue means they take male partners. Uh, blue, per, uh, blue means male partners. Red means they will take female partners. Purple means they will take both. And if a black candle is lit, they spicy. Spice? Yeah. I had a spicy one. It was fun. <laughs> no, so, yeah, Saleya, your... Your Goliath... Uh, her candles are lit. Just so you're aware. Yeah. And we head out to the street. Oh no, it was fun, but nope. Nope. Straight and narrow. Nope. Victor so. checks his clothes for anything dirty and cast press the digitation to clean up. He's been on the road a while. So you guys make it out, and you guys uh, well, Octa, Victor, and Charlie will immediately recognize that they are in the Trades Ward. Hmm. Which is Waterdeep's commercial section of the city, uh, which is like the shops and places of business. And Charlie and Victor, you know that this place, this ward, never sleeps. Most of these shops never close because they have people that run night shift. And there are lanterns and various modes of keeping the place lit throughout the night. Granted, which, of course, none of them are lit right now because it is the morning. But you walk out into the streets of Waterdeep. And Victor, it's been several months. It's good to be home. Charlie, it's been much much longer for you. And Octa, even longer for you. And you kind of like sub subconsciously pull your hood up over your yeah. head. I was going to say the building is probably see much taller. It is a unique or smaller, I should say. <sighs> A unique wave of emotions for the three of you. And with that, we're going to go ahead and take a little bit of a break. Charlie is going to give herself a pep talk. Joey here. Happy fall! Spooky season is upon us, and you know what that means. That's right, none of us have lives right now. Fall is a relatively busy season for a lot of us, and honestly, through to the end of the year is going to be busy for a lot of us. Just another reminder that we are going to be on a bi-weekly schedule until probably the end of January with Return of the Red Wizards and The Humbling. And also to add on to that, uh, our player Havoc 
got a promotion at work and with that brought a, a new schedule. So instead of playing on Mondays, we will now be playing on Fridays. That being said, Fridays are a busy day of the week for a lot of us. So we might not be playing live as often as we usually do, at least until into the beginning of the new year. But the new time frame for our live streams are going to be on Fridays when we can at about 7 or 8 p.m. until whenever we decide to stop playing. But that also being said, October is going to be a little bit different for our live streams. You might have noticed that our last session was a new campaign called the Domain of the Nameless God. Uh, this is going to be a what I was hoping to be a four-part series might end up being anywhere between four to seven sessions. But we're going to play this through the fall season and until we finish it, hopefully it won't go all the way through November and we can get back into Return of the Red Wizards and the Humbling before the end of the year. I think that's all the announcements I actually have. So I'll let you go ahead and get back to the action. Enjoy the show. Hello. So, General Kenobi. General Kenobi. <laughs> I, I, can, I can't with you guys. I literally can't. So, so uncivilized. As you step out into the streets of the Trades Ward of Waterdeep, Victor, you know that you so your family lives in the sea ward which is the wealthiest of the wards of waterdeep calm your i will get to you calm your tits ab calm your calm your tits abigail <laughs> The Sea Ward is home to more of like new, newer nobility, uh, but successful merchants, retired adventurers, the like like that. Uh, pretty much a place where the idle rich attempt to outdo their neighbors in extravagance of their manners. Um, Carly, your family lives in the Castle Ward. Yeah, they do. Mostly because of your father's position in the, in the government. It is heavily guarded, the center of the city, uh, and it is where Sorry. Castle Waterdeep stands, which is where the lords of Waterdeep rule the city. Now, Octa, you've been in the Castle Ward very, very few times, and each time has been very close to being caught. Because of how well guarded it is. All the other wards you've been into. You're more particularly accustomed to the City of the Dead. Which is... The graveyard. 
of the city. And where a lot of ne'er-do-wells hang out, along with also the dock ward, is where you made your home. Would I, would I have been to dock ward for, like, in terms of where I would lay my head at night, is that more dock ward or the city of the uh, the City of the Dead was more of like a this is where we go to reconvene. And you know that that's where like entrances to the Forgotten Catacombs are easily found. And But there are entrances all over the city. You know your way around. But yeah, you made your you lived in the Dock Ward. Rather close to the southern ward, which is where most of the, uh, it's not the <coughs> poorest part of the city. That would be the field ward up north. But yeah, it's the more rundown, you don't want to be out past sundown part of town. So my question is, where are we going? Victor would like to see his home. Uh, where I is would, I would the... like to see Papa. Trade I'd like to see father. Ward. Correct. Father. I look at everybody. We're, We're in the trade ward. Yes. Correct. Correct. We're in the southern side of the I need city. anybody here in this air here. direct area have pouches of silver for sale. Um Victor, thanks to Dust. see if anyone does. I was yeah. gonna say Charlie would also like to assist Victor in thinking yeah. about who you would own can it. Roll a history check with advantage. Guidance. That was to say, and guidance. And guidance. Twenty-three. Twenty-three. Yeah, you know that there's plenty of like jeweler shops and like blacksmiths around here <clears> uh, <throat> that will sell. It's very easy to find silvered powder. Do you have the money for it right now, Yark? You... I don't know how much it costs, but I'm pretty sure I've got plenty. Okay. Checks is 39 platinum. Uh. Oh, yeah, you're fine. <laughs> uh, Victor hands you a scroll of pedigree and goes, I don't know if the name still carries weight such as it is right now, but you're a friend of mine, so maybe this will help. And kind of hands it up. This is to borrow, not to have. He is a businessman, after all. Yeah, Chris, I can go with you. I'm sure that I can also assist. Okay. I think we're all making a quick shopping detour, not splitting up through three different districts in the city. Fair enough, Agreed. yes, then. And yep. Scroll back and follows. <laughs> <laughs> he just wants just to see his quick papa. Detour. Yes, Victor, of just course. Just a quick detour <laughs> and we can be on our way. All I need yeah. is to... Yeah. You you know, Victor, you know that there's one that you can hit on your way home. Okay, yeah. <laughs> You're like, ah, we don't need to backtrack. We can go to this one because it's it's on the way. Okay. Um I guess that's where yeah. Travis works. I'm not sure how <laughs> much you need for a silver how much silver you need to make a ring. Um Abby's going to Google right now. Look up stats. Tap, 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 tap. Yeah, Octa is also just 
keeping her hood up and very nervously tugging at her shoulder where her tattoo is under her cloak. Mm-hmm. Hey, Octa. Mm. Seems like you'd rather not be seen here. Is that about right? Victor? And she says that kind of like there's an air of, are you Victor? Uh, yes. Um, yeah, it's uh, me. That's That would be accurate, yes. Um, would you like me to make sure at least you won't be glanced? Yes. I can help. Uh, Victor pats Octa on the shoulder and she turns invisible for an hour. Oh, nice. Very nice. She would, uh, she gives like a gesture, but realizes she's invisible. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that, like kind of nods. Tracks. Yeah, kind of like nods, but like, oh. But then feels really embarrassed to say anything, so just kind of, she just turns invisible. <laughs> you don't even... <laughs> uh, that tracks. That tracks for Octa, actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> What'd you find, Abs? Uh, it says anywhere from 50 grams to a pound, depending on how heavy and thick you want the ring to be. Thick. And a pound costs about 25 gold. Yeah, we can say that, yeah. No, I've looked it up. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, then you can, do, for your shit. you can do the math then, Yarkris. <laughs> okay. Turns out dragons can do math. I thought you were all stupid. Fuck you. <gasps> wow, that's crazy. You get your power from dragons. <laughs> you get your power from dragons, so what does that say about you? Uh-huh. So I actually gives a little wink to that. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. All right. Remind me to say a few things that draconic that you might understand. It's fine, I my speak family. Draconic bitch. It's fine, Slay. Don't I worry. Know. My family gets their power from something even worse. Mm. Capitalism. <laughs> oh Lord. So. I'm oh God. About. I should have known to expect that. <laughs> from Maybe. both Victor and. Geek. <laughs> All right. Are we at the shop yet? I can just imagine it was. <laughs> I can just imagine it, Victor being like, "Don't worry, Solea. My family gets some, their power from something far, far worse." And like a thousand yard stare. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who is saying it in jest? Okay, like <laughs> I'm not a communist. You know that, right? <laughs> Oh, I'm That's sorry. so funny. All right, do the math on how much you need to spend. I trust you guys to take take out your money. Okay. He said like twenty five gold, right? Per do pound. We, do we? Do we? Do we? Do we want to see if we can like talk it down a little bit? Do we? Do we? Do we? I, what's twenty? I, mean, I don't even think you guys are gonna need a pound for this. You're probably only gonna uh, need like. I might keep a. So it, it can be used for other things. That's true. Yeah, I have other spells. But what's twenty-five gold to somebody who has thirty-nine platinum? Look, you don't become wealthy thinking that way. That exactly. It's fair, but how very yeah, uncapitalist of you! And you don't think about that. <laughs> are we? Are we talking to the guy now? Or yeah, what, you're what, talking oh, to yeah. the yeah, you're talking to the guy now. His name is I Chad. Need, 
two pounds of um, powdered silver. All right, I can do that for you. That'll be 2,995 gold, please. (laughs) (laughs) So he, yeah, he pulls out and he has these two, uh, he kind of like scoops out some into like two sacks and then puts them on the counter. Uh, You even separated them for me. Hmm. Perfect. Worth every penny. All right. 50 and done. Yark, Bye. This is, Thank Yark, you. This, this town is going to eat you alive. <laughs> I am happy with this purchase. Do not trifle me with the details of it. Victor right looks now. at Charlie deeply concerned. We have to keep him out of the markets the rest of our time here. In the wise, wise, wor- in the wise, wise words of El Woods, this is no time to economize. You can't buy something. You can't wear something that you bought on sale. Uh, as they leave the shop, Charlie will like kind of like bow to the shopkeeper and um, when she turns to Victor after saying that, she will nod. Indeed, we do. I hold these bags and I go into the backpack you go for now as they <laughs> make sure they're nice and tight. And pinch up. You guys are going to destroy this place, aren't you? Hmm? Why would we destroy no. this? This is our home. Well, I'm happy and content. Oh, good. Well, then we will proceed on to residence. Victor, through sheer force of habit, holds out his arm to escort Charlie. Oh. Charlie will happily slide her arm into the crook of his elbow and kind of, like, you kind of see a little bit of tension, like, leave her shoulders because she's since you guys have left the brothel she's kind of been like keeping herself straight and like shoulders back and walking kind of stiffly um and she doesn't quite lose it all but you definitely see her relax a little um having like anchoring to victor as they continue on their way is it safe to assume what would you like to stop by your family's house first charlie we should make a visit, but we don't need to stop there first. We should okay. definitely go to your... Nah, I'm good. <laughs> nah, bro. <clears throat> All right. <laughs> so Victor, I guess, leads them on pretty much the most direct route to his home. All right. If, that, right if we have right. to go through the castle um, ward... No, you don't have to. Yeah. Okay. There's plenty of other side roads that you can get around it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you make it through the busy streets of Waterdeep. And Victor leads you to this very grand looking manor. Although the grounds do look a little unkept. Maybe like they're not getting tended to as often as they should. But Victor... You're home. Victor kind of hesitates at the door a second and pushes through the front door and says, I'm back. And I've uh, brought friends. You you push through the front door and um, almost immediately the the housemaid, Eliza, uh, 
comes from one of the side rooms. And she's just like, and she kind of like has like this worried look on her face. And then she sees you and it kind of softens a little bit. And then her face goes worried again because from somewhere upstairs, you hear your mother shouting. And your mother doesn't shout. She is, every means of the word, a lady. And you hear her shout. It's a bit muffled. Kind of like they're, maybe they're behind a door. And you hear, well, where do we draw the line, Pythias? And you hear your father's voice, not in your head, a very welcome sign, although he is also shouting. You can't say no to family, Catherine. And then you hear your mother's voice again. <laughs> and look at where that family got us. And you hear a door open and then slam. And angry footsteps of your mother disappearing further somewhere into the house. Is she under 125 feet away? Oh, yeah. This okay. is, it's just your house. Message. Mm-hmm. Hey, Mom. I'm home. What's going on? You hear the footsteps stop and you hear back in your head. You actually don't get a response. You just hear faster footfalls coming back down the <laughs> hall. And from upstairs, you see coming from around uh, behind a hall, around a corner to the like main overlooking of the foyer. You see this woman. Uh, uh, she has, I'm not going to worry about posting the pictures right now because I'm on my laptop and it's a pain in the butt. You okay. see a woman with this, with um, blonde hair, kind of graying in a few spots. But, uh, pulled up into this very elegant updo. Um, and you see uh, she has bright blue eyes. She's very pretty. Dressed very regally. And you see her kind of like stop at the top of the stairs and she sees you and she kind of like grabs the banisters. You can tell her, her knees go a little weak. Oh, Victor. I've missed you so much. I miss she, you like, too. She like starts down the stairs. Uh, Charlie will let go of uh, Victor's arm, like let it kind of fall. Oh, oh, Charlotte, it's lovely to see you. It's been so long. Yes, it has, ma'am. Lovely to see you too. I am sorry that you had to hear that little bit of not first. You're home. Perhaps maybe you could talk some sense into your father. Well, um. I missed you, and Victor gives his mom a hug and starts up the stairs towards yep. that room. <clears throat> yep, and she just kind of like pats at her face, where you can kind of see where she was starting to tear up a little bit. She goes, "I'll go make sure that we have um, lunch ready, prepared for um, guests." I heard cooking. Yarkris. 
with Down all boy. respect, Yarkris. Yes. You might be helpful in a different way. Come with me. Ooh. Need any other help, bud? Yeah. All right, I tag along as well. <laughs> um. So as you start up the stairs and you are about halfway up, when another door opens, like the opposite side that your mom <clears throat> came from, and your sister Julia walks out. Uh, this mm. girl, probably about like 13, 14 years old, uh, shoulder length brown hair. She looks a little bit like Victor. Um, and she has like a book in her hand. She's kind of like been reading and she like glances up, makes eye contact with you, Victor. And then you can kind of see her face go through like a range of emotions, like shock, surprise, uh, joy and then like kind of like you know how that face that somebody gets like oh right i'm supposed to be mad at you <laughs> <laughs> good she to see you too jules that and she like snaps the book shut turns on her heel and walks down the hallway from you it's like, good to storm, see you too jules like, storms off she doesn't say anything to you which is weird. Like, this is not normally yeah, how she acts no. around you. Bigger fire first. Let's go. Okay. <clears throat> you need a fire? Not, 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 not as such. Oh, okay. And Victor makes his way to his father's study. <laughs> as far as I know, this house does not need to burn, so let it calm down. Okay, okay. Sorry, sorry, I just hear that word, I get excited. I know. So, you go up. Charlie will take uh, offer to take the rest of the party to the sitting room while they wait for his mother to return. Okay, so who's going up to the father's study? Apparently, Saleya, Victor, and me. Yep. Right. Sounds so you make way up into the study, and... Um, Victor, as you push your way in, you witness your father in the process of downing a glass of probably what you're assuming to be whiskey. Not a big a, glass. But he's like, still going to ask, how many of those have you had so far? He kind of like sputters a little bit, sits the glass, like, look, Victor, you're home. Yes, I am. And then he kind of like sheepishly looks down at the glass. Just, I'm not judging. I just need to know because there's a conversation to be had and catching up to do. So I want to make sure that you're in a state that you're present for it. Just no judgment. The... Times are hard. Just, I just open the bottle. Uh, well, you then. Have friends. Yes, I do. Would and you... <laughs> I'm sorry. He offers you you a glass. Victor takes it, and uh, I'm assuming, I mean, okay, I don't know, again, because family has been weird lately. Does he have an attendant with him right now, or no? No. Oh. Uh, Victor walks over to the glassware and picks up two more glasses and pours one for Yarkris and Slaya. Oh, Slaya takes the shit out of that. It's I nice. It's not as nice. Careful. It's not as nice as what your father usually has. 
but it's pretty nice. It's not like top shelf, but it's it's close. Very well then. So I'm not going to lie. I overheard the end of that conversation. What's going on? And know that I trust these two with my life, and we have saved each other throughout all this. Uh, and I, he looks at Zelay and Yorker and says, I trust both of you to uh, ensure that my family keeps a good name to the best of your abilities. Is that true? Of course. I have no reason to say anything as of yet. Right. So I actually kind of get kind of darts darts her eyes at Yarkris at that. Like, what do you mean? Get. He's a man of the gods, a paladin father. Uh, he won't do anything untoward. Good man, a good man. So. So what is this about family and lines? Things have happened. Your mother is not so sure about your uncle's connections anymore. About the connections that we have made. We? Us. Your uncle and I. Victor narrows his eyes. Have you gone into that business with him? Victor, he's my brother. He needed help. What have I told you? You don't say no to family. Sorry to pry, but what business might that be? Father? We're now currently in the market of trading arcane artifacts. Victor's countenance softens a little bit. Oh? The slave trade... Yarkris immediately stands at that. Not exactly a thing anymore. Okay. Well, that's good. I'm happy to hear that. Yarkris expect down tentatively. This is why I can't play in the same room as you, Abigail. <laughs> she just turned around and she's like glaring at me. And I don't know why. Because I know. I know as Abby who trades in magical goods. So, what's the issue? It's just not exactly working out the way that it was expected. Your uncle has some interesting friends and interesting ways of doing business with those friends. He always has. Has there been any word on what happened with Ateus? It's been months. No. I don't believe don't it's have... a mugging. I mean, do you? None of us, none of us do. But we don't have any other information. I wish we did. It breaks my heart to watch your mother. And Julia. And you. I know how close you were with him. That's why, despite my end, please forgive the fact that this may be out of turn, but my love for Ateus is why I don't say more of how I feel about your brother, because I know how upsetting it would be for me. So, 
Victor, please, he's your uncle. I understand that, but you also know that's not the same kind of connection. I'm not saying that to be underhandedly insulting him. I'm saying I, I know what that familial bond means. So, I respect it. Thank you. So? Have you, have you seen Julia yet? I have. She didn't want to talk to me, and... She's been I, distant lately. And I've not been the best older brother in the last few months. I understand that. I think you should talk to her. I will. Um, regardless, though, there's something that I would like to do. Um, I've set out some feelers for trade routes, and I, I think that we can start dealing in a larger range of product, and I think that that can help make up, but this is just a... This is some of what I've been able to accrue, and Victor pulls out 1,000 gold coins and hands them to his father. Oh my god. Victor, where did you get this kind of money? Um, traveling. I told you I was out to try and help help support the family. This is an immense amount of money. This will help us quite a bit. I hope so. But I want to say something. I know, again, he is your brother, and this is your new business dealing, and I understand some of it is an investment in that, but I want at least half of it to go towards the upkeep of this house, and your wife is also your family, and I know that you understand that. I want things to be better for you and mother as well, so at least half of it needs to go towards just you and you and mother and Julia. Okay? Of course, Victor. All right. We'll talk huh. more later. You should go talk with Julia. Of course. And... Does your mother know you're home? Yes, I've I've seen her. He, like, stands up and he, like, claps a hand on your shoulder and then, like, hesitates and then kind of, like, you can see it across. Fuck it. And pulls oh, Victor, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, at the clap on the shoulder, Victor would immediately pull him in for a hug. Yeah. It's good to be home. It is good to have you home. And I guess with that, Victor nods and kind of like looks at Celea and Yarkris and shrugs and goes, well, enjoy the drink. I don't think that I'll need you to speak with my younger sister. <laughs> Celea just kind of chuckles, just kinda chuckles <laughs> and shakes her head like <laughs> I doubt that I will be needed for that. <laughs> Let alone needed here. Where's the kitchen? Cooking is involved. Uh, Victor tells him how to get to the kitchen. <laughs> I figured. And so, immediately. <laughs> so, Soleil and Yarkris make their way downstairs, and you make your way, excuse me, out of your father's study, across the hall, and then down past the grand staircase over to where, like, the bedrooms are, and find your sister's room with the door shut. Uh, okay. Victor does a rhythmic knock that he came up with basically to 
it, it was the it's me kind of knock so that she would know that she didn't have to like cover up anything that she was doing for the help. Right. Trying to tug the nostalgic heartstrings a little bit. <laughs> there is a pause and you just hear what? I wanted oh. to see you. And I also understand if you don't want to see me right now. I've been gone, and I'm sorry. I wish that I didn't have to be gone for so long. And you just, the door, like, swings open. Not towards her. Mm -hmm. And she's just, like, glaring up at you. Because she's a good, solid, like, uh, like head and a half shorter than you. Mm-hmm. dies. And you leave for six months. And... Victor doesn't talk. break composure, but there are some tears. You talk to father every night. I don't hear a word. Do you know they've been fighting like that? I didn't. Past like four months. It's insufferable. I'm sorry. There. I'm not going to try and cop out here. I did want to talk to you, but I also know that doesn't mean much. I should have. She kind of gets this, gets this like look on her face where she like twists up her lips and, yeah, you should have. I accept your apology. He smiles and he reaches into a bag and he goes, "I have something for you since you like books so much." Oh. And he pulls he out the manual of quickness of action. <laughs> you don't give that to her. Yep. Yes, I do. <laughs> We have yes, really I do. been trying to find a use Actually, for this thing. I, do you even no, have I, it, though? Yes, I do, and I have a very specific reason why. She is now the veterinary protectorate in training. Oh, for... <laughs> no, give me, give, me, give, me, give me an in-lore reason why Victor would not at this point. Knowing that his sister's job has become becoming a bodyguard and, a, like... Because it might be valuable for one of your players to have that plus two to their decks <laughs> she like she takes the book and she fine. like it doesn't look like my kind of read but thanks and she gives it back to you I would almost say give her the nope uh, never mind shut up um. <laughs> oh hold on I... um Artemis, come here. Who? <laughs> and it, like, no, I no, feel no. Like... He, he knows words. Yeah, no. yeah he does. <laughs> yes, he does. And Victor holds up so, his arm. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I feel like Artemis. I don't know. Well, your dad would have said something about an owl on your shoulder. He would have like probably like... flown up to the chandelier or something when they came yeah. inside. Yeah. So this bird comes from the chandelier and comes to your arm. And says, yes, Victor, and your sister loses her shit. <laughs> she looked like she wanted to say something to you, like, important, but there's a talking owl now, <laughs> and fuck everything else. <laughs> what? It's, can, that, that owl can talk? Yeah. So, Jules, this is Artemis. Artemis, this is my younger sister, Jules. You probably read, her, read about her in that book that I gave you. Julia. Yes. Victor's sister. 
And she's just like, oh my god, he's so cute. <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I'm getting distracted. I can't. Julia, <laughs> you're getting distracted. I have something really important I need to talk to you about. Okay. Also, was that was that Charlotte? Was it Charlie? Yeah, that was Char that was Charlie. She's, yeah. She's, she's back. back. Mm-hmm. I found her. She kind of like she kind of like looks past you and like tries to like see you down and like doesn't see her and then looks up at you before you like and then like pulls you into a room. Okay. Have you told her yet? You told know, her what? You know that you love her. You told her yet? Obviously not. Oh my god, Victor! <sighs> hmm. Things anyway. Aren't, things aren't quite as simple as that. Yeah, I would say so. And she goes over to her desk um, and over her shoulder, like, you should really get on that. She's a catch. Somebody else might take her. Anyway. Um, she clearly doesn't know Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> um... Anyway, you all got really weird after Ateus was killed. I mean, I haven't even seen Dad's wings since then. It's weird. But, look, Mom and Dad weren't going to go through his stuff, and you were gone, so someone else had to. And she reaches into her desk, and she pulls out this piece of paper that's, like, crumpled up. And... She hands you this letter. And in a handwriting that you don't recognize, it says, Pythias, you and your brother have had your fun, and now it's time to face the consequences of your actions. No one betrays the family without repercussions, but we're willing to talk things out, be civil and the like. Meet with my captain, and maybe we can work out an arrangement that benefits both of us. He'll be waiting for you in the City of the Dead. Come by noon on the 19th day of Flame Rule. I'll leave it up to your imagination what we'll do if you don't. Signed, the Chain Lord. How and, far away date-wise is that date? And the 19th of Flame Rule was the day that Ateus was killed. And with that, I think we should probably just end the session. Motherfucker. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of Inspirational Crits. Uh, we'll catch you in the next one. Thank you for listening to this episode of Inspirational Crits. My name is Joey, and I'm the DM. Our players include Abby as Charlie... Aaron as Salea, Havoc as Yarkris, Alex as Trayvok, Geek as Victor, and Zach as Okta. We'll catch you in the next one. Remember, stay weird. Jesse went to nursing school. Jesse is a medical professional. Exactly. <laughs> Like, they're working, like, in this economy, like, yeah. Team Rocket yeah. is, like... Yeah. <laughs>
a real job in this economy? <laughs> Team Rocket has dental. Look, it, look working for Team <laughs> Rocket is objectively less evil than working for certain mega companies. Just saying. So right. my head canon is technically Ash as Giovanni's son, and he sent those two goofballs to watch over him. I mean that that might be accurate. I, like yeah, I can see it. I can see it All because right. they're failures, and he was like, "This works." <laughs> I don't have any practical use for them. They can babysit. I don't know who's babysitting who. <laughs> Team Rocket blasting off again. Artemis, that's right. <laughs> I hate everything about that. Um, anyway, 